I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5. I am John Denman, co-host Tom Painter, Hey-o. DJ Muskratch is a producer, and this week we are hanging out at True Anomaly Brewing Company. What? Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, if you've never been to True Anomaly, it's this badass little place right here on the east side of downtown. Uh, it's just kind of, you look right out and you see the freeway and everything's happening, but this area has grown up so crazy here recently. And also shut down a whole lot recently. But True Anomaly is a great brewery. They're making some fantastic beers. We're going to be talking a lot about that and a bunch of other stuff with the co-founders. We have Tom Allstrom and Michael Duckworth. Hey, hey guys. Michael. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the applause. <laughs> Welcome to your brewery. Yes. And oh, good to have you here. We're actually in a cool area. We're in this back barrel room thing. spent all day here. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm This is great. I love it. Right. Yeah. Right. You, like, you come. We do the show here now. This is this is cool. It's easy. It's like I was gonna go home, but then you guys showed up and changed everything. <laughs> Made us drink our own beer more. Yeah, you gotta drink uh, your own beer. More. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Almost is, like uh, yesterday, right? <laughs> and the day before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome to the Barrel Room. Uh, yeah. This is where we age everything. Uh, this is uh, well inoculated with some wild yeast and a lot of these uh, these barrels behind us and the fooders that we have uh, here right across. Uh, we also have a, a number of uh, just really fun fruited options that we're doing that we got uh, in-house recently. Tom, you want to talk about maybe a little raspberry cherry? Yeah, so we got a couple back? fruiting tanks back there. Uh, take a peek here in a little bit, but we got uh, uh, some golden sour uh, barrel-aged beer uh, that sat in the barrel for about 12, 18 months, and now they're on, uh, one's on cherries re-fermenting and one's on raspberries re-fermenting. So some long-term uh, fruiting projects for us. That's kind of the culmination of, uh, you know, kind of our wild, uh, our wild side and what, we, what we're into with sour beer. So those will be really fun to get bottled up and uh, hopefully out here in the next probably, say, three, four months. Yeah. If, uh, if you've had the Sea of Waves, that's our, basically the base that went on top of that beer it's again it's all these uh, french oak uh, barrels have been aging about 18 months or so so uh you know we're a little over two years old so uh this project for us kicked off uh honestly kind of right as we opened a little bit before so this is uh, kind of a long time coming for us obviously the sea of waves and that long-term project was something we were really looking forward to and now doing it uh over the fruit we're uh kind of you know coming to full fruition of our urban jester mindset when we you know first set out a game plan <laughs> eight years ago and what we would be in houston so it's kind of fun you know and uh really to be able to bring those beers to market here in houston uh you know organically here and this and is down. just a cool space too for events and stuff like that yeah sure thing we're uh, we're looking forward to getting some more of that stuff on the docket uh, obviously, um, everybody's been laying low for a good while now, but uh, we I don't were know getting... what you're talking about. I've been blazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm yeah. all over the place. The governor yeah. says we're all opening it up. 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's done. Up. It's That's done. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was more of a speakeasy, but I guess we can go public now. <laughs> all right. You don't have to use that cigarette knock anymore. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Everybody got it confused anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling these guys, uh, pre-pandemic, we had a wedding in here with, what, 100 people? Oh, yeah. We got an actual wedding reception. Yeah, like some they didn't actually get married here, right? 
Like no, no just, just the reception. Just the reception. It still blows yeah. Tom's mind. He's like, is somebody got married in here? Are they, are they celebrating a wedding? Yeah. We're actually, uh, I think, going to be positioned to do a lot more of those. I know people have uh, has, you know, been rescheduling all year. More yeah. people are jumping in the mix. So you know, we are trying to set up the space as kind of a you know, more intimate venue setting. You know, 50 or so people can really get in here, be comfortable, and like you said, enjoy the yeah. barrels. We've got a full range of beers from you know, your everyday light drinkers to you know, really elaborate bottle offerings that uh, can really whet the appetite depending on you know, good course matching everything else so, so all those as fancy or simple of an event you want we're, we're gonna get you covered all those zoom uh marriages that occurred here uh. over over zoom we we can we can hook you up with a real reception here is what you're i think saying. the That's biggest right, thing yeah. is going to be uh, all the people trying to get married before the covid babies come yeah mm. and uh, it's yeah. like oh better yeah. time than not and then let everybody know that's yeah, right yeah, i've got yeah. three on the way myself <laughs> I, it's amazing how that works yeah yeah <laughs> That's the cool thing about breweries, though, is like, you know, having weddings here and stuff like that. It's like you become this, you're trying to make beer, but you become this integral part of the community. And all of a sudden people are like, I want to have my baby shower at your brewery. And you're like, why? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, great. Great. Yeah, yeah. No, we, uh, I think it was within the first six months or so of us being open, I came in and, you know, there were be four or five baby buggies just parked. You know, I, mean, I didn't even know we had a parking space for those when we first opened. <laughs> it just naturally occurred, and now, yeah, now it's a you know Sunday ritual, and you need to start uh, really catering to it. And it's a fun crowd, and ends up being really you know uh, family forward and dog friendly. The whole thing just kind of came together, uh, even beyond what we imagined. You know, kind of people coming out and doing. So that was really fun to see. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that we actually had uh, Huggy Bear from local group um, in here, and Bobby uh, from local group in here this Sunday just to kind of hang out and chat. Another great uh, little brew, brew pub over here in Houston, but he was mentioning the the, the concept of third space or third place, uh, which is basically like the space between work and home, and like how breweries are kind of filling that you know that that area that void kind of. And now that everyone's working from home, they don't they don't even necessarily have a workplace anymore. Like people are kind of itching to like yeah. get out of the house a little bit, but maybe not all the way. And like we have Wi-Fi, you can come kind of do some work and still be socially distanced and all that. Like. It's a good kind of middle ground for, for everybody. So Yeah, our, our 2 o'clock traffic has really come up. <laughs> it turns out after a year working from home, around 2 o'clock, most right. people are like, all right, uh, done. That's a lot of work for me by myself yeah. today. Right. I put in a full day between 10 and 2. Yeah. Uh, it's time right. to go have a beer. Congratulate <laughs> me. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I worked my ass off for four hours. It was, and that, that was a quick lunch break, too, in between. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I sat at my desk and ate lunch while I worked for those four hours. Yeah, no, it's a it's a good spot. And I like how a lot of breweries have really taken off and and you know, and really promoting having different events. I mean, just recently, I was sitting there, I called my sister. I was like, "Man, why don't people have funerals at breweries?" That to me seems like the perfect place to go sit there and celebrate and have a good time. Very Irish. Is that, is that, is that in your blood? It could be. Like, yeah, maybe that's the reason why. That, that's a uh, no go. The Catholics like to drink. Now, it, uh, yeah, baby showers and all that stuff. As long as they're not doing the reveal parties that's full of glitter, things like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, too. Just, yeah, we don't, we don't allow the glitter. Yeah, no. We don't allow the confetti or the glitter. glitter. And the, the reason why is because if you take a good look around, it's still here. Because <laughs> uh, there's been a couple times that it slipped through the cracks, and it's still here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. from like years ago. No, that stuff is, <laughs> stuff is horrible. Uh, we're, I think we were at St. Arnold. Weren't we eating lunch at St. Arnold one time, and then they came over, and they're like... It's possible. Yeah, there was a, a 
baby reveal party or whatever. Yes. And they, they're cleaning it up right now. No. <laughs> Here's your broom. Here's everything. You sweep this up. Well, that's the problem with being too family-friendly is everyone wants to, you know, all right. that stuff. Like a no-label, we have to deal with that a little bit. But it's outside, so it just blows in the wind, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of, you know. Just, yeah, right. yeah. Train yeah. takes it away. <clears throat> well, we have dogs peeing in the yard, so, you know, yeah. that that with the glitter just kind of. Is uh, is glitter beer still a thing? Is that is that still happening? I think. Yes. I think Eureka uh, Heist did it for the yeah. news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love them to death, and I love Casey, but the glitter beer, I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind it. I, not that being said, I do know that no glitter policy. I do know that the glitter beer that they ran uh, through, they ran it through one of their draft lines, and it took months to get that glitter out of that line. Of course. So, yeah. <laughs> I think at that point, that's just tell, the glitter line for sure. So that's you're like, what I heard. Just I switch a keg yeah. up, and it's like, okay, we're running the stout through it. A glitter stout. Well, it's the same <laughs> now thing we're like running, running uh, pepper beer yes. or something. Like, well, once that type of thing is in the line, just yeah. like that line's done. Yeah, it kills it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Replace those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just keep on making the same beer and just right. let, let destroy it, it even more. <laughs> yeah, whether they liked it or not. My wife, my <laughs> wife knows not to get me any cards with glitter on them, or I will flip. <laughs> anyway, then you should happen. definitely do that if you're listening. What, what a How many cards did you is... get that had glitter she, before you came to this conclusion? Uh, well, not many because it didn't take me long to figure uh, out that I didn't want them. Just the one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever gotten one. I feel like I need to talk to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a glitter card. Waiting man. for your glitter card. Waiting for. Trust it. me, you only get the one and you'll be done. Yeah. I like the the porch bombs. Like people come, they yeah. steal packages and stuff. And that guy rigged up a whole oh, that's thing great. full that of glitter. That was the next NASA dude. That's yeah, it was. Great. Yes, yeah. yeah, it sure yeah. was. He, he does uh, it every year. It's like an annual tradition, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, With cameras great. and everything. That's what's amazing about it. Yeah, yeah. and a tracking like, device and a whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's like man. Okay, well, this is five hundred dollars, but it's very entertaining, and we're gonna do it every year. And he has it timed where because he has all these GoPro cameras in it, and the whole idea is like they need to kick. They need to throw the thing out of the house, and he needs to go get those cameras because, like, the cameras are still worth money, right? Yeah. So they just think it's a bomb. But he's like, no, no, no. The actual thing took, like, thousands of dollars to make. So it is. So he's got, like, a retrieval program. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. still somewhere in the area, like, yeah, you know, waiting yeah, yeah. for someone he's, he's, to steal he's that package. It's is that, fun. like, a Fiverr job you can do, you think? You're like, hey, I need you to come in and scoop something <laughs> up for me. No questions asked. Five it's, bucks. It's great. Every year he does it. All right, let's take a break, and uh, we get back. We'll talk more with True Anomaly. This is Drink of Ages. Stay tuned. New Magnolia Brewing, family-owned and operated, located at 1616 Bevis Street in the historic Heights, a neighborhood brew pub serving up high-rotation, high-variety of finely crafted beers, everything from an award-winning American Light Lager, a traditional West Coast-style IPA, to funky sours. With a passion for brewing up traditional European classics like their award-winning Father Bernard's Gradzitski, a 400-year-old Polish oak smoked wheat ale, and many more long-forgotten styles. Top Room is open seven days a week with plenty of on-site parking and is definitely family and dog-friendly. Look for new and special beer releases Thursday and Friday. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at New Magnolia Brewing. 
True Anomaly Brewing Company just released Skylab, an American IPA on draft in a tap room and into your local draft and bottle shops next week. El Dorado and Citra Hops take center stage here. Skylab is a juicier, more mellow cousin to the West Coast IPA. It pours clear and golden with an aroma of ripe pineapple and flavors of peach and cantaloupe. Don't miss out on trivia every Tuesday evening in the tap room. Starts at 7.30 p.m. with cash and other badass prizes. Also, if you're looking for a place to host your next event, book the barrel room at True Anomaly. Baby showers, birthdays, intimate wedding events, True Anomaly can also accommodate business meetings and private happy hours. Check out their website for booking link, trueanomalybrewing.com. Spindle Tap Brewery has partnered with Texas Equisearch, and on March 20th, we'll be releasing Loss is Not Alone IPA and having a citywide fundraiser with bars across the Houston area, tapping Loss is Not Alone and everyone donating much-needed funds to assist in covering the cost of searches. If you are not familiar with Texas Equisearch, the organization was created in August 2000 with the purpose to provide volunteer search and recovery for lost and missing persons. Spindle Tap is very happy to be able to help. Look for Loss is Not Alone March 20th at Spindle Tap Brewery and in the good beer bars across Houston the following week. All right, we are back. You are listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, Tom Painters joining us here, co-host, and then DJ Muskratch, the producer. And we're at True Anomaly hanging out with Tom Ostrom and Michael Duckworth. Uh, we covered a lot in the first segment. I mean, not, not really. Exactly. Like we, not really. Really. I think we, we talked about. I think we talked about a lot. And not. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing regarding beer, but uh, I mean, beer. it was all great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quality entertainment, I'm sure. It's nothing about beer. Well, that's what this show's all about. Right. You know, it's, it's, uh, there's, it usually ends up where there's not really a lot of beer talk, but a lot of beer drink. Mm. Is, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be better prepared next time. Yeah, what are you guys <laughs> drinking right now? This is uh, Nelson Park. So uh, we have a uh, Park Pale Series. Rocket Park is... Uh, the headliner of that, that's our uh, kind of year-round everyday beer uh, with its uh, 100% citra, but the whole park series is 100% uh, double dry hopped um, and uh, bittered with the same hop. So uh, it's really just a profile of a, of a hop to accentuate and get better affiliated or, or you know, uh, familiarized with. It looks that, that bright hop. and clean. Yeah. So <laughs> this, yeah, this Nelson variety here is, as you might expect, Nelson Salvin. Uh, so yeah, basically, uh, like Duck said, the Park Series is just meant to highlight that single hop. I just created. There we go, right next Ooh, to the mic. I love looks it. Looks good. Sounds good. Yeah, that canning line works. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's a real simple grain bill meant to just kind of provide enough uh, sulfates to and bitterness to kind of highlight that hop. Uh, and the idea was to basically, you know, we we've actually done some Park Park Series with some experimental hops. We've done one with the Sabro. We've done one with the, here. This one here's with Nelson Strata. And we did Strata. Yep, Strata was good. Uh, but yeah, like Duck said, our Rocket Park is Citra. That's kind of our, our go-to with uh, with that one. So yeah, it's just a fun uh, way to basically get to learn more about what a hop tastes like in a beer. And then, you know, we take what we learn from that and, you know, push it forward into our future beers and start mixing it with other hops. So what, yes. are, what are the, what are the like, if people come here, what, what, what are the like top three beers that usually are flying out of this tap room? Yeah, so the uh, the Go Flight or Hazy uh, is it's on delicious the top. and is dangerous. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh, that's usually on the top of the list. Our fruited sours. Uh, so we have um, a number of rotating fruited sours at any point in time. Right now, we have our Happy Little Sour on, uh, which is a strawberry uh, rhubarb sour. Uh, we have um, 
May, Sally, a, a bunch of uh, different fruited sours, whatever that rotator is, um, usually does very well. Uh, Rocket Park, the Pale Ale does well. Um, and then our lighter offerings. So we do more, um, not as year-round, but uh, still pre- pretty prevalent, uh, Belgian-style offerings of the Grisette, the Saison, uh, actually a dry hop uh, Saison with Mosaic and Amarillo. And then we also have a uh, Belgian uh, Blonde, which is the Trappist one. I think yeah. uh, you were starting off with earlier. So light, you know, some lighter. Uh, both those are the Trappist is in the five and a half percent. The Grisette's four and a half percent. Some some lighter offerings there as well. And that nice good uh, Belgian spice character on the Saison Ford beers and the uh, Small Giant and the Contact Light. So uh, so we have those. So if you're looking for something more old world or uh, Belgian styled, you know, we usually have a variety of options for you on those so uh i see a lot of those go through the flights uh, a lot of people are coming in and obviously we've built a little bit of a reputation on those as well so outside the wild sour program people are really seeking us out for our belgians definitely appreciate the lighter offerings last week john and i were at balancing's and there were n- <laughs> there were none to be had excellent beers <laughs> yeah, yeah I, at one point he pulled uh beer from four different barrels oh, of course he did that's what that was part of the you know we <laughs> we started I think third segment or so yeah with those and then uh, it just continued and then the Fernet and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know we well, know yeah, Val yeah. we know Val well he loves he loves Fernet and, and he was talking about his Fernet barrels yeah they're Valentins yeah Valentins yeah yeah but the good thing was uh, uh, there was Jet Pizza. You know, yeah. waiting for us as soon as we finish. So it's like, well, did Val used to work at NASA too? He still does. Still currently there. there. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a theme happening. I literally <laughs> used yeah. to work with Val on a on various projects at NASA. And once I found out he was opening a brewery, or I think it might have been already been open. I don't know. Then obviously we started to hit it off even more. So uh, yeah, we know him really well. He's a great guy, and uh, it's I'm still to this day just impressed that he can have an operating brewery and still work at NASA because uh, we both had to, uh, you know leave those uh, lucrative positions to open this yeah. uh, hobby project we, here. Uh, so. we, did, <laughs> we did try to take them out at once. Yeah. You know, there could only be one. You know, yeah. Yeah. Highlander rules. Highlander yeah. rules. Yeah. Right, it was right, like, right. oh, NASA. I'm like, and then he did, did this whole Viking thing. We're like, okay, go for it. So I, so I hear, and I, I hear I basically, you know, I, I haven't, I actually don't know if I've met them, but we got Val Jr. And what, what's his other son's name? Uh, well, we John? met John Mendez. Yeah. John? Yeah, okay. Who is the other brewer? And one of his sons' name is Val, and I know they both work there. So yeah, like, we met know, Val. They're, they're working hard, and well, dad's at, well, dad's working at. Yeah, NASA, they're doing a great so. job for the for our for the future 420 show. We should have there them all go. on, and we'll yeah, have a NASA sure. themed. <laughs> we, we, we can get yeah. Grifters and Shills because John, who plays in that band, he's mm-hmm. he's a f- former NASA, and then we'll do this whole oh, thing. Nice. We, can, we can invite Astral out just to confuse everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the bane of their existence. I know. Val's, People come in and ask. is great. We, we love them. Uh, but, yeah, back, back to Duck's point. Um, you know, yeah, we, we try to really kind of – one of the things that we like to do here is focus on yeast-driven uh, beers. You know, we like the, the Saisons and the Belgians and things like that that have actual flavors that are derived from the yeast. Uh, here in Houston, selling those to the general public isn't always necessarily an easy task. You know, we're still trying to kind of educate people on our Grisette and our Saisons and things like that. I mean – you know, these are beers that, that are literally perfect for drinking in the hot Houston weather. I was just um, thinking that. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, it makes so much sense to be drinking a nice grisette or a nice Saison or whatever in the middle of summer here in Houston. You know, IPAs are great. Lagers are great. We're all for those. We brew them ourselves. But like... So does everyone else. And so does everyone else. Yeah. So we're trying to kind of educate people on, you know, some, some of these other styles and what another option is for you. And uh, so we're hoping that people kind of pick up on that. And I will say that 
we got a couple new fermentation takes in recently, so we're going to be coming out with more lagers more regularly. So we will have you know some of those low ABV, light, easy drinking lagers kind of year round as well. So yeah, something that uh, that I like to drink after a brew day, kind of things like that. So yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a good good point Tom made. Is uh, so and in, to your uh, question earlier, you know what's moving through the tap room? Again, we get people that are interested in beer and and want to really dive into the more unique beer offerings that we that we provide. And that's where obviously uh, across the bar we push more and and do way better than we do on the retail side. Because when you walk into a draft bar, you know, you got 50 beers on the list. You know, the odds that you're going to be like, oh, let me try this uh, little Saison. What's that about? You know, I mean, just the numbers go down there. So, uh, but, you know, we're doing a good job pushing out in the market, and more and more people are coming to us and saying, hey, you know, this this Grisette or Saison is delicious, you know, and thanks for introducing me to the style, and now I'm picking it up uh, across town, you know, more more often. So we're going to keep, you know, keep doing our part to, to get those out there. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, keep on building our reputation around, you know, the fruited sours, the wild stuff, the bottle offerings we have going on. Uh, hoping to get some more unique things out in the market here soon. Our uh, two-year anniversary is coming up. So, um, Congratulations. So, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we made it. Yeah, we made it. Yeah. Woo! Uh, we didn't Actually, even get one year was great. <laughs> the second year, we didn't even yeah. get to have a, a one year anniversary party. Oh yeah, I got cut it was off. Canceled. Yeah, we got canceled last year. Yeah. So uh, this is more of like a one plus two equals three. I don't know. It's like a three year anniversary. I think. I feel that's three. the way it works. So uh, for everything that happened, yeah, just go ahead and make it three years. Yeah. 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 So uh, so we're <laughs> trying to get some some fun stuff together. We don't know what the exact layout of that is. We're gonna have some new beer releases, some merch, some fun uh, you know opportunities to come in and do some fun stuff. But obviously we're being pretty sensitive to what's going on you know in the outside world and not trying to you know drive having you know hundreds of people coalesce in a small area so so we'll see how that goes uh, hopefully we'll get more about that in the coming months but you know something to look forward to and certainly if nothing else uh, just a lot of fun new beers that we're excited about like um, the uh, the barrel age offerings and just you know what we're doing on the clean side as well when is the anniversary party uh, so we're shooting about what time? Yeah, we're shooting for about May first. Uh, you know, that's our optimistic date right now. So about seven weeks out or so. Um, again, just see see what the feel of things look like, um, and you know, go from there. But our, our grand opening was at the end of April, so it was April twenty seventh, I think, off the top of my head. So you know, we're right around there. We were looking at May the fourth. That would be ideal. One year we. Definitely, absolutely, we'll have May the Fourth be with it's you. Tuesday, yep. though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want it. To Today Tuesday. is Tuesday. Tuesdays are great days to drink <laughs> beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, looking forward to it, but uh, still in flux early. But, but regardless, new products coming out, fun stuff, uh, and still just you know new to the market as well. So the stuff that maybe uh, hasn't been seen, uh, you know, or offered. By other brewers, yeah. Just feel like the, the way cool things have been going, you know, just with everything happening, it's like, man, it's hard to plan anything out. It's like right now, it's like kind of a safe time. It's like, let's just do it next week, you know, before the, the plague hits again or, you know, something else happens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh, It'll be interesting. All right. Let's take a break. I'm drinking this beer. This is really good. Uh, I'm going to finish this before we come back from break. The <laughs> Nelson Double Dry Hot Pillow. And... We're going to go try the other beer in that can over there. Mm, Skylab. 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 Wow. Boners all around. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I hit my toe. All right. We'll be right back after that. I want you to speak. Speak. Speak truth to the people. Truth. want you to tell them. What? Tell the truth to the people. Truth. 
are a great time to check out Megaton Brewing in Kingwood. Jared, Chris, and the gang have created a badass place to kick back and enjoy a few beers. Big stouts, approachable sours, and plenty of hoppy brews are on tap at Megaton. Lots of space to hold your birthday party, corporate outing, or any event in one of the most unique tap rooms in the Houston area. Check them out on social media for their concert and event schedule. Megaton Brewery. Hope to see everyone at the vault. You may have noticed there have been quite a few changes at No Label, and they are steadily pumping out tasty brews. With their new head brewer trailer bringing in his West Coast brewing skills, taps have been flowing with lots of hoppy deliciousness like Cali Boy West Coast IPA. I'm real excited about what they're doing on the West Side. Top Room is open seven days a week, very family and dog friendly. Make the short trip to Katie and see what is happening at No Label. Follow them on social media for events and beer releases. No Label Brewing Company. Our friends up in Porter at Backview Brewing Company is making some great beers and doing it in an old snake handling speaking in tongues church. The well water has been blessed and used to make both sinners and saints line up. Up next is Me Beer. This is going to be a blonde Doppelbach weighing in at a nice 10% ABV. This limited release will be available beginning of April. Also in April, put on your calendar Saturday, April 3rd, and come out to the Backview to celebrate five years of them making some great beers. If you've never been out to the sanctuary, you need to come check them out. Backview Brewing Company. We are back and hanging out here at True Anomaly Brewing Company. Tom Ostrom, Michael Duckworth, co-founders, hanging out. Tom Painter, co-host, DJ Muscratch, producer over there. The beers are stacking up, John. The beers are stacking up. I know. I feel like I need to speed up a little bit, to be honest. Uh, this much delicious in front of you. What do you do? I, well, I feel Drink much it. more comfortable with two than just one. Right. You know, just because I know there's one waiting for me. <laughs> but we are. I've moved on to the funky stuff that yeah. you guys are talking about, and now we have a golden sour. That's right. So that's Sea of Waves. So this is our our first barrel aged golden sour that we that we came out with. So this was aged in red wine barrels. Just a golden sour base uh, with a with a French saison yeast, fermented in stainless, then moved into our red wine barrels and inoculated with a few different cultures. We have like three different kind of house cultures that we use that kind of contribute different flavors. So my approach coming in was uh, as when we opened this place was let's fill up some some barrels with some uh, golden sour you know base beer right behind you here. These barrels, let's inoculate them with some different strains, kind of the shotgun approach. See what works, see what doesn't and are always able to blend, you know, blend back. So we basically picked our two favorite barrels. We tasted all these barrels, and, you know, you wouldn't think that'd be hard, but oh. it is. It takes a long time, oh, and you're, it's a lot of acid, <laughs> and it's all warm and not carbonated, and you're drunk by the time you're done. But uh, we picked our two favorites, and that's what this is, uh, the CO Waves here. So we, we put those two barrels into a fermenter, cold crash it real quick, 
bottled it, uh, bottle conditioned with a little extra yeast and sugar. And that's what this one is, uh, which we're real excited about. So this is basically kind of what the culmination of our uh, our sour program is. And then uh, the next step here is the fruity stuff that we talked about uh, in the first segment, where we got some of this similar liquid, obviously not same exact liquid because every barrel is different, but we got this same liquid on uh, raspberries and cherries back there. So, yeah. This is really easy drinking. Yeah. Uh, you know, sours, sours are some of those. Uh, my favorite solid beer. I love sours. And well, that's you guess, why you did the Funk Fest. I did need to bring back the Funk Fest. I think it's time for a 2021. What year? Yeah, 2021. <laughs> 2021. Funk Fest. Yeah. Maybe that will happen this year. There you go. That'd be awesome. Uh, definitely a lot more to choose from than yeah. the first one. But. Yeah, this here is uh, it's not ridiculously sour, so it's very approachable for people that you know. You said probably pop in here on a summer day and all right. that stuff, and yeah. it's, it's refreshing. It's, a, it's like an adult Gatorade. Yeah, it's yeah. got a nice soft acidity. Uh, pH is just a little higher than we would see on uh, some of our other fruited sours, uh, so not quite as tart. Uh, so it, it definitely blends well with the uh, the oak character, uh, and the French oak is a little more light in character as well. So it's not too prominent. It's not you know super peaty or anything. The 18 months uh, sit there really mellows it out as well and then being second use you know really helps too so yeah um so yeah i think it, it all came together really we're we're super happy about it like i said it's one of my if not my favorite beer and we right keep now. we keep our barrel room here at 65 degrees best we can obviously when it's 108 degrees in houston the peak of summer it's a little tough to do but we do our best so yeah we, we try to control the acetic acid just by keeping the temperature of these barrels nice and low um, and yeah, nice soft lactic acidity uh, is what we're going for. Well, so. we can feel the 65 degrees. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you guys are wearing jackets, so because we knew, I know, we knew, we knew how wearing his short sleeve shirt with the goosebumps. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually still sweating out tequila and beer from yesterday. Uh, you know, that's what you have. It's like call a friend for lunch. I haven't seen him in a little bit. Hey, let's go have lunch. And then next thing you know, there's shots of tequila in front of you. It's like, man, this is not what I had. Okay, let's do more. <laughs> and yeah. That's a good there goes, there's a, goes a great Monday. You were asleep by nine. That's pretty good. I yeah. was in bed by nine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and up at four. Perfect. It's weird. <laughs> but no, that's what I like to hear. I mean, I like to hear that, you know, you guys think this is a drinkable beer because, I mean, this is a, it's a beer wow. that can go, it's a beer that can go, you know, too sour on you if you're not careful. And, and one of the kind of the tenets of good beer that I like to stick to, and it's not, uh, wasn't first said by me. I think I first heard it from Jeff Stuffings over at Jester King is like, you know, I want to be able to create beer that you can have an event over. We can all sit around a table and, like, really dive into it and talk about it like we're doing right now. Or you can open this up and you can drink one while you're watching the Super Bowl and not, you know, care about it, not have to talk about it. Like, it, should be, it shouldn't be so difficult to drink that you have to, like, really explain it or whatever. So that, it's kind of where we're at here. And yeah, you don't, want, you don't want people to not like it but then like it after you explain it. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's just weird. Right. So, well, this is great sour because you're not making that prune face if you like you don't like sours. <laughs> or you're like, like this is like because I loathe sours, but this but this beer is, is plenty. Well, that's good to hear. That's what, I, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not for it everybody. Also has that 8.5, you know, yeah. it's gonna get you going, but you're not gonna see it coming. It's so sneaky yeah. though. You wouldn't even know. Yeah, you wouldn't even it's know. Very sneaky. Certainly <laughs> aren't for everybody. I, I, one of our co-founders, Ben, uh, uh, one of the first sours he had, and, and untapped, he posted. He was like. One day I will like sours, but today is not that day. <laughs> and uh, come to find out, he he helped open a brewery that creates sours. So that's just kind of how it goes. They kind of grow gotcha. on you. They gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Like they grow on you over time, you know. Yeah. You may, yeah. Like remember those uh, old bitter beer face commercials? Mm -hmm. Remember? And like, ah, we're just trying to steer the market the other direction. <laughs> I didn't know. They didn't know we liked it. Bitter beer face one. Yeah. 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 That's right. 
Now we love it. And you're talking about IPAs? Yeah, we all we all drink IPAs now, so thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, that's um, bitterness is another one that uh, you know a lot of people just there's either you love them or you don't like them at all. Yeah, well, and that's where you know we brew uh, a wide variety of IPAs here. Uh, we've got the old West Coast IPA, which I think was probably the original original originator of that bitter beer face where yeah it's super bitter beer real hoppy we got ben's house ipa which is our west coast we got skylab here which you guys have had already which is our american kind of fruitier cousin of that and then we do the you know the go flight the hazy style which is basically an ipa without the bitterness um which yeah we can go back and forth on what that beer should really be called it's uh, more like a hop juice but uh it's delicious nonetheless so uh yeah we we, we try to run we try to run the gamut on the IPA train. Uh, we've got something for everybody, uh, and then we've got that you know the Pale Ale series here, which is a little lower on the ABV. So a lot of our you know our IPAs run in the six percent range. Um, Go flights seven seven six seven something seven yeah. six. Yep. So uh, it's getting you up there. Yeah, it's getting you up there. And then uh, we got kind of got our rotators. We got some hazy rotators where we're throwing kind of all sorts of whatever hops we can get our yeah, hands that's on. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're oh. talking about these wild, wild all right, funky sorry. things. Well, he was right? asking about bitter beer. He just kept going. He was asking about bitter beer. I was like, well, we got to. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so you want to go on to the wooden rocket here? Well, yeah, I, I stepped ahead real quick. So we got wooden rocket. This is a more funk forward number. If not, uh, I think one of, one of the. If you will. I'm not passing anything down. This is yeah, this is this is one of my favorites. <laughs> Duck, Duck loves the seaways, which don't get me wrong, I do too. Oh, I like this I is more. where this is where it's at right here. Yeah, so this is gonna be uh, real uh, Brett Ford, right? So uh, real real funky, like blue cheese, a little farmhouse, um, like to a farmhouse on eleven, right? So it's not gonna be a little mellow saison farmhouse. Again, we're gonna turn it up a notch. You're gonna get a lot more kind of hay characteristics, maybe a little bit more of that uh, uh, horse blanket uh, type characteristic. We can. I know it sounds so appealing those. for people that Ooh, don't know horse what, yeah. what that yeah. is. Yeah. 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 It's really, yeah, really. A horse it's blanket. really. Yeah. Well, have you had? I mean, <laughs> it's really actually impossible to describe a Brett beer um, with words. I just did it. What are you talking about? No, I mean, you did it. I think you nailed it pretty solid. (laughs) (laughs) But my point is, to your point, uh, you know, when you're trying to describe a Brett beer, you're using words like leather, hay, horse blankets, you know, sweaty Mm. sweaty pineapple. Sweaty pineapple. And right now, I will tell you, this completely accentuates a little sweaty pineapple. It's like like a pineapple. You're going to taste it. It's like a a, a fully ripened pineapple. Like, it's it's so ripened. No, it's not even ripened. It's going bad. It's so ripe. It's it's at the the horse point. There you go. (laughs) You know, do you remember the last time you went out for a nice ride on your horse and you got back to the stable and you took the saddle off? You know that smell? Yeah, yeah. That's what we're talking about. Apparently it's delicious. Like, it was under your ass. It was under the saddle. That's the point. You Nobody know, knows what that actually blanket, smells then, like because we don't ride horses. But that's what this what? is. That's, that's what this smells like. You guys have a very defined palate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we got to go to a lot of interesting places just to just to find out what we're drinking. It's, it's now, so this is I actually, need to explain this somehow. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. This Where is actually going, Montana. Uh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's three, right. Three weeks later. This is a uh, this is a leather crop hide from a yeah. three mile journey down the uh, Rio. <laughs> this is a, actually a collaboration with uh, my assistant brewer Eric, uh, who's got his own little uh, outfit called Wooden Bud. Us. Uh, and so we collaborated with him on this beard. He's they're really into kind of wild Brett flavors, sour flavors, things like that. So this is actually an all stainless beer. This never hit a fooder or a barrel or anything like that. So it was all stainless, but it's 100% Brett fermentation. 
it was it was 50-50. It was Brett Dre and Brett Klaus and I, Brett C. And um, yeah, really dries it out, you know, and uh, gives you that Brett flavor and. Um, Finish, so. Finishes with a nice spice, I think. Honestly, like, yeah, you, you got a, yeah, you got a little, little white peppercorn type mm-hmm. character in there, um, right, right in the back. The it, it's get a little higher in the heat as well, but I think it complements it just because of all the unique characters that are that are going along there. So, I mean, this is probably one of, if not again, the more unique offerings that we have here, and certainly more unique than you know we're seeing more broadly in the Houston market that you know we really wanted to uh, bring to scale and give people an opportunity to have more of those, uh, you know true wild uh you know brett ford offerings so uh it's it's definitely not everybody's cup of tea and we understand why right uh it's definitely more of a um you know mature palate that's tried some of these beers kind of moved off the reservation if you will and looking for some new interesting things but uh surprisingly when we offer it to people and that uh that i think you know we never know i'd say 50 50 you know, people have an opportunity, they try it, and you just never know where people's palates are going to be. You know, some people really enjoy blue cheese, some people don't want it. Same thing with cilantro or anything else, right? Some people love it, some people don't want it. So I would say, you know, the Brett category of beers probably fall well on that line where, uh, you know, it just depends on your palate, whether you like, you know, maybe more uh, profound like olives or, or garlic or, or, or those elements, you might like some of these things. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, and the other know, cool thing for me. You never know who's gonna gonna fall into the light category and who isn't. Try not to judge a book by its character when people walk in. I hopefully they don't do the same when they look at our beers and try something that they haven't, you know, uh, maybe had a chance to, to yeah. do so before. And the other cool thing for me is like literally all the flavor in this beer comes from the yeast. There there aren't any hops contributing flavor here. The malt bill, the grain bill is super simple. Like all everything you're tasting here is from the yeast. And Oftentimes, people forget that yeast is a very important ingredient to beer. Because, you know, you're, I love a good lager. But the point of lager yeast is to really not contribute flavor, right? So this is the opposite of that. This is where everything you're tasting is from the yeast and from the fermentation and from the temperatures that you fermented at, pressures you fermented at, all that kind of thing. So it's just a super cool. And, I, you know, there's a lot of variables to play with when you're brewing beer. And, you know, I think having that additional yeast variable, that other dial to dial, is really fun, and that's what we're uh, really, you know, excited about here at True Anomaly. But you know, we do we do we all sorts of beers. We do the lagers, we do the IPAs, but this is kind of what I get excited about. It's so. pretty. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty nuanced. <clears throat> it's pretty layered. Yeah. It's it's it, it's not your typical beer. Right? It's not your everyday beer. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could be mine. There you go. <laughs> oh, look at this guy. This we is uh, this is really good. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. We get back. Uh, we'll talk more with True Anomaly. It's a drink of ages. Special announcement from Platypus Brewery. F off, mate. The latest taproom release is an American Hefeweizen that is chalky in appearance, generously dry hopped, imparting citrus and stone fruit flavors in a light and refreshing beer. Very easy on the palate. Also hitting the taproom at Platypus is Rough End of the Pineapple, a pineapple jalapeno sour. It sounds crazy, but it works very well, especially when you pair it with the chicken wings. Food specials all week long, including Chicken Parmy Tuesdays, Surf and Turf Wednesdays, Texas Barbecue Thursdays, and Fish and Chips Fridays. Platypusbrewing.com, open Tuesdays through Sunday. 
Eureka Heights has been making interesting and approachable and fun beer since 2016. If you like awards, they got them. How about two gold medals at the Great American Beer Festival, the largest beer competition in the United States? The beers include flagships like Buckle Bunny Cream Ale, one of my all-time favorites, Mini Boss IPA, to seasonals like Neon Moon Belgian Single, plus launching soon, Fizzy Pants Hard Seltzer. You can find their tasty beverages all across Houston or at the Tap Room located in the Heights. The Tap Room is currently open Thursday through Sunday and is probably jamming out to some Yacht Rock right now, keeping it smooth and mellow. Eureka Heights, grab some beers and some high fives. We are back on. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. Coming to you from True Anomaly Brewing Company. And we are in the, I guess this is the final segment. So you guys broke out the big guns. We have uh, Tom Ostrom and Michael Duckworth, co-founders. True Anomaly. every time, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> every segment, he's like, Man. ooh. Every time, it's like, don't mess up these names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mess them up. It's amazing because we've been friends for a long time. My name's still written. Like in capital letters across. I have Tom Painter written down here, and I have DJ Muskratch as well. Yeah. It is, it, it, and honestly, and he does every show with them. Yeah, but honestly, the reason is so I don't forget to mention things, right? Uh, yeah. That's what this is, and so I write down. After so many beers, yes, it becomes a little bit of a. Struggle. We have been friends for a long time. I mean, this goes back what? I mean, how many years now that uh, that I met you? Um, I want to say seven, eight. I nine? would something along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Back when it was, before it was True Anomaly, back in the Apogee. Apogee yeah, yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Before it was cool. Before, yeah. before it was Drink of Ages, maybe. I before, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we were before that. But yeah, uh, no, but I, I do write down like people's names because we are drinking high-powered ABV beers. And so basically, I, I have to remember to just like mention who's on the show. If not, then I was like, hey, what are we drinking now? But yeah, since we're trying to be a legit radio show... I appreciate it. Yeah, sounds legit to me. Trying. I'm glad to be on one. But you know, you. I think friendship is kind of. I think how we should lead this kind of last final hurrah high ABV segment because, you know, uh, we were talking over the break about how, uh, like during the break about how you guys have known each other for a long time and are great are great friends. John and I have have been on many couches all around the world together. Like, like great friends, not like spooning, but just uh, spooning. No, not I mean, there's I, 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 well, there's nothing yeah. wrong with spooning. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that was a calculation. We had shit. How many couches have we been on together? I'm pretty we're sure. I'm pretty sure we've spooned before. I can't yeah. say. We just cut to the chase. I wanted to build it up a little. It's probably happened. The worst yeah. part is when you're laying there and somebody walks out of the room. They're like, "Oh, y'all are on the couch again?" Like, yeah, no, man, no, it was John, a good John, night. <laughs> Anybody naked? Oh. Like, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of 4 a.m. drunken loop arguments where you just kind of have the same argument over and over again and just just restarts. Yeah, yeah. drunken loop. Gotcha. It's, it, that's what it is. It's uh, a drunken it's a good loop. Beer name. But but how do you? So so you guys met way back in the day. So like over 15 years ago. We did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we met uh, working at NASA together. Uh, was our I think uh, both respective first jobs out of college. Uh, we had uh, mm-hmm. interned previously. Oh, fine. Uh, yep, got to know each other uh, really well during that time frame, and then uh, ended up living together. And during that time frame, Tom's uh, actually first present I think ever to me was a brew kit, probably for uh, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he bought me, and I say me in 
and you can't see. <laughs> there's, there's, the, there's the little quote. That's a good one. Like, hey, I, I bought you a blender. The yeah, turkey right. fryer. It was the turkey fryer with the stainless steel pot. Right. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. we'd uh, we had been brewing with friends and colleagues uh, in the area for uh, maybe a year or so before that. Actually, maybe not that long, but. Uh, Pretty quickly, we took a liking to it and then just started brewing together. And again, that was, you know, 15 plus years ago uh, where Tom gave me that first pot. And uh, then we started just right out the gate putting together beers and trying new fun stuff. And then uh, not too long after that, we picked up uh, a couple others and and started putting a whole little club together and started brewing more and more. And um, and then, you know, eventually we ended up uh, putting, um, you know, more of our beer in the hands of our, our friends who asked us uh, to start doing that more and more often, weirdly enough, uh, and to host parties and different events really and things. Cook-offs and Yeah, so uh, so really I think we got our, like yeah, yeah, our yeah. big footing was in the uh, the chili cook-off there at JSC, Johnson Space Center, um, that, uh, you know, got us just out and, and forced us to really brew a lot right. more uh, product to, you know, really go through. We, we used to cook through, oh God, I don't, I don't even want to say like 12, 20 Slims uh, through a, a chili. I mean, when you're giving it away, uh, you can go through it pretty That's quick. That's free. So, uh, and so the yeah. only other beers available were, you know, Shiner and Miller Lite, which is nothing wrong with either one of those, but we, we would go through a, a fair amount of homebrew uh, yeah. in, at that yeah. event. So. Yeah, and if you homebrew, it, it, you know, if you can build up 20 Slims of a homebrew, you're, you're brewing a lot. Brewing uh, a whole and, lot. And we were at so that time. So how did you guys get from there to here? Uh, well, Doug, real quick, Doug is yeah. skipping... A, a step or two we're like nah that was about how it happened of the couches and the I mean, he's more yeah. focused on the beer which is fantastic but what, what we do need to co- really dial back is like back there in 05 where duck is more like a fine wine where you know you get to appreciate mr michael duckworth here the longer you know him uh oh. you know i at first yeah. i i wasn't really a, a uh, i wasn't thank you. necessarily the largest fan of of this fine gentleman to my yeah. right over like here a, like which, a brett maybe uh, the first time I met him, so you know it took it took a while for us to get to to, to warm and uh, you know as you get to know him he's a better guy and uh, that's why we <laughs> yeah, now I'm, I know I, he's more engaged. and more backhanded as we go he's engaged now uh, so you can I can't ask tell if these are compliments or like what's it going it started on? so strong I think with friends like these <laughs> I'm not sure right. it's just it's you know it's we it's fun to to look back and see where we came from and. Um, how far we've come, basically, and, and yeah, so it's it's been a long journey, and we've really enjoyed it. Um, and you know, yeah, growing growing up, brewing together has been great. Living together was awesome, you know, uh, all that kind of thing. And moving moving to this big brewery, how we got here, basically, I mean, Duck at some point, Michael came here and was like, we we used to have kind of weekly or biweekly meetings with uh, our co-founders, and we. Uh, got to the point where it was like they were kind of stalling a little bit we're like we knew we had this really good homebrew club called apogee brewing and we're like we weren't sure if we we're gonna open a brewery or not and then eventually uh duck was like i'm opening a brewery with without you guys and uh he had half the business plan written already and we're like why'd you do that but at the same time he's like thank you for doing that and we knew we had to tag along and and follow his lead so that's kind of where we're at and he he took the lead and opened this place so 
Oh, I yeah. appreciate it. That's yeah. why that's that's why he likes me now. Because <laughs> now he gets to brew beer for a living. And he's like, ah, thanks for making that happen. No, right. no, no. It was, it, was, it was every step of the way. Uh, just a team project. I mean, I, I would say we were, again, very fortunate having the background we did and working at NASA and instilling a lot of just great uh, qualities in project management, utilities in, in us, and, and, and knowledge from that. So, you know, I always like to give a holler back that way. And, and quite honestly, obviously, our, our whole uh, kind of theme here at the brewery follow suit with that where we try to you know give gentle nods back to the space industry and honestly what's in the backyard of of houston today and uh many many people don't realize that you know you've got this very cool asset that's just right down the street not but you know 20 30 minutes away where you can go and visit rocket park which is obviously one of our beer namesakes but you know a real honest to god real thing where you can go and look at you know space rockets that went, went to space and and go uh follow some of the story of the amazing things that have happened here in houston so quite honestly uh you know one of the exciting things for us in opening this brewery was not only the beer and what we wanted to do but also just promote uh in our own way a little bit of nasa and quite honestly the exploration that happens here in houston uh, all of us are transplants to Houston. I'm a Texas boy. Generally, I was born, raised here, everything else. Um, I've lived all across the state, but I've spent the majority of my time now as an adult here in, in Houston. And, you know, we've really grown to appreciate it. And like I said, we have a 17-year friendship. And all that whole time was spent here uh, in the city where, uh, you know, it, it's one of those cities where, um, you know, it's, it's not a win you over when you first walk in type city but it's one of those places you live here for a while and you come to protect it and you come to love it and get cherish to know it, it get to love it mm-hmm. and yeah. then people come in and then you start saying hey you know respect this place because it's ours and we have so many fabulous things that are happening that uh our brewery uh we really wanted to utilize one of those things to point back to one of the great things in houston uh that's going on and that's uh it being you know uh really at the center and, and maybe the city of exploration you know, where we're exploring not only space, obviously, which we're near and dear to our hearts, but, you know, oil, gas, banking, medical industry. There's so many things in Houston food. that, oh, food, food first food. and foremost, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, we are uh, maybe number one, two, three, I don't know, but melting in pot. the nation of not, melting pot, cultural diversity, everything yeah. else. But it brings all those great flavors and tastes to Houston, which, again, now that we have so many, you know, different beer offerings, we can go and do those food pairing compliments we're trying to bring more of that back into the brewery as well so um you know for us a lot of the excitement was not only in the beer and us coming to fruition and and, and, you know our mind's eye of bringing a brewery but also how we could tie back to space to exploration and really promote houston in general you know that that concept of rising tide lifts all ships we believe in that we believe in that not just for craft brew but for houston in general and i think more craft places that come together provide their best foot forward show just the quality stuff that's being made here in Houston is, is you know, uh, where we would like to, to fall into and, and push forward. So I'll get off my soapbox now. I felt like I made a little bit of a tirade there. Man, right? I'm actually, no, no, I, don't, I don't want you to get off. I'm yet. impressed. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling impressed. proud. It's like a speech. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 Houston. I'm getting be my Houston, Houston tattoo. a little bit, you know? I mean, we're proud to be here. I want everybody to be proud to be part of this city and, you know, putting out amazing products that uh, people should, should you know, cherish. It's, and, it's and absolutely true. To. I mean, I'm from Minnesota. I went to school in Wisconsin. So, you know, I've got that, that Midwest, uh, you know, bent to me. But, like, Houston's grown on me over these years like you couldn't believe. I mean, it's a, it's a really super cool city. Like you said, John, the food is absolutely incredible. You can't beat it anywhere in the world. I don't know. Maybe then, maybe not the world, but for I've me, I've been to a lot of me, places. Yeah. No. And like, it's always that, that, good that, to go home and eat. Yeah, yeah, it's just incredible. And, you know, sure, there's things we could do better, but this, this city's really cool, and uh, I dig it. And, you know, I've been here for a long, long time. And coming from up north and moving down here, I've really enjoyed myself. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we started the segment talking about friendship, and I think uh, at the end of the day, you know, obviously the friends that we've built along the way that we started this, uh, this company with, meeting you guys, I mean, it's just, that's the community when we talk about the brew community. That's what I think about. You know, people always, uh, you know, to me, wonder what that is. I mean, it's, it's right here. I mean, this is us coming together, having people join us that, uh, you know, we've, you know, met well over the years that, um, that, you know, are, are still wanting to pursue new things and, and live in a, you know, city of exploration again. Um, but uh, one of the other things I want to mention real quick is I think this conversation started honestly because we brought a couple new beers to the table. One of them was the Liberty <laughs> Bell 7 and the other one was the Friendship 7, which uh, obviously by the way, the Friendship 7, yeah. That's my job here on the show. So the, the Liberty <laughs> Bell 7. Somebody, somebody has to always bring yeah. it back to beer. The Liberty yeah, yeah. Bell 7, which I think is mostly actually already drunk, which is great, uh, was a food... Uh, both these are Fooder Age beers. Yeah, Fooder Age beer, Liberty Bell 7. Uh, it was brewed with a Lithuanian farmhouse yeast. Uh, remind me the name? The, uh, the oh, uh, Juno? Um, Javaru. Javaru. Javaru Lithuanian Javaru. farmhouse. And then we dry hopped it with lemongrass. and or, So we dry hopped it with lemon drop hops and added lemongrass uh, as well. So that's what this one is. Uh, it's got a little bit of that um, oak flavor from the Fooder. Little tartness, not a lot, really easy drinking. Uh, that's Liberty Bell 7. And then we're about to pour Friendship 7 here, which is a Saison. It's a straight line Saison. I would say if uh, such a category existed, it would be known as an Imperial Saison. Imperial Saison. Right? So let's like just we'll, we'll, we'll lobby the BA to add that one for next there you year. Go. There you go. Uh, but it's a 9.9% uh, uh, Saison. So uh, another sneaky one uh, kind of comes up on you. Uh, definitely has a little bit of farmhouse quality to it as well, again, because of the food or age um, um, process there. Uh, but um, not as much of the wild character. Really drinks as more of a straight saison. Maybe has a little bit of uh, a funk in the background. Real nascent. But uh, but again, um, yeah, big heavy hitting hitting saison. It's it, it's the season. There you go. It is definitely the season, and um, I'm not sure if this is good. Probably good for the radio that this is the end of the show. And so if you want to see what happens afterwards, you got to look for the after show. You know, that's on the internet. I'm not going to tell you how to find it, but. It only is out fans? there. The uh, uh, <laughs> it only, it's on? only fans. Yeah. Uh, if you want to look that's that what up. You told me <laughs> but appreciate you guys coming out. I mean, the, the beers are really great. You guys have a really kick-ass spot over here, and you're doing something very unique to the area. And and the beers, I can't tell you. And it's just when when I talk to people, they're like, "Hey, where should we go for for this or that?" It's like it doesn't matter. Just stop by True Anomaly and just try the beers because they you. are really really good. Thank you, sir. The, the sours, like I said, the sours are some of my favorite beers ever made, and you guys are doing a really good job of them. Nine point what percent? Nine point nine percent? Nine. Just call it ten. Just call it's it easier. ten. It's easier that way. The boards are getting bigger, John, and so is the ABV. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, well, you guys asked us to step it up as we go, and that's what we've done. Right. <laughs> yeah. There well, shifts the blame there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you guys having us out. Absolutely. It's been a whole lot of fun hanging out with you guys. It's been it's been way too long for one. Yeah, for so sure. cheers. Very we're, glad. We're glad. We're glad you guys are back recording again. I know you know. Uh, we obviously had a little hiatus there with the pandemic and everything. It's great to have you guys back. So appreciate you. Yeah, I think the guys. Houston beer community is well uh, benefited from your show, and we uh, we want you to keep going. So. 
Well, I enjoy drinking beer with you guys. See how kind he is to other people? I, <laughs> I, I, I sat there for a, for almost a year going, I think it's time to get back. There's a lot of beers that I'm missing. A lot of beers that I'm missing. But uh, True Anomaly, what, uh, real quick, what's the taproom hours? People can come by. Yeah, sure. Uh, Monday to Thursday, 2 10 p.m. Friday, 2 to midnight. Saturday, noon to midnight. Sunday, uh, noon to 8 p.m. Those are general hours. So every day, seven days a week. If it's midday, just come on by. We're, you'll figure it out. All right, Tom, Michael, thanks for having us out, man. It's been a whole thank lot of fun. And on behalf of Tom Painter, DJ Muskratch, myself, uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. You can listen to any old show sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkabages.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, all kind of other places. Jason Sparza from Helen High Water Productions for doing the awesome video of the whole show. And we'll talk to everybody next week. We will be at New Magnolia. Nice. No, Another nice. great. No, make we some good beers. We just did a collab with them last week. We did. There you go. All, all right. right. Talk to everybody next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.